Good morning to Radhakala Chanji Dam. Good morning to all of the assembled devotees. Uh, we're going to be reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 2, and just to teach me a lesson in not assuming when I last left here last night, I thought it was text 16. So I probably should have checked again. So it's text 17, so I'm going to wing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Krishna's arrangement, all Krishna's arrangement. But before we, uh, before we discuss the canto, we always like to sing Jaya Radha Madhava. Jaya Radha Madhava. Kunja Bihari. Jaya Radhamadhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopijanavalaba Girivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Girivaradari Yashoda Nandana Brajajaranjanan Yashoda Nandana Brajajaranjanan Yamunatira Vanachari Yamunatira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Girivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavalaba Girivaradari Yashoda Nandana Braja Jararanjanan Yashoda Nandana Braja Jararanjanan 
ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಖವಚಂಜಿ ರಾಧಾಖವಚಂಜಿ ರಾಧೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾಖವಚಂಜಿ ರಾಧಾಖವಚಂಜಿ ರಾಧೆ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಜಗನಾಥ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಜಗನಾಥ ಜಯ ಜಗನಾಥ ಜಯ ಜಗನಾಥ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪಲದೇವ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಬಲದೇವ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಸುಭದ್ರ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಸುಭದ್ರ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಗೋಣಿಥಾಯ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಗೋಣಿಥಾಯ ನೀಥಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿ ಬೋಲ್ ಹರಿ ಬೋಲ್ ಹರಿ ಬೋಲ್ ನಿಥಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿ ಬೋಲ್ ನೀಥಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿ ಬೋಲ್ ಹರಿ ಬೋಲ್ ಹರಿ ಬೋಲ್ ನಿಥಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿ ಬೋಲ್ ನೆಕ್ಟೀರಿಯನ್ to read from the scriptures 
and maybe I oversay this, but it, it really is to constantly read the scriptures over and over again, regardless of where you might be, because the scriptures are the same as Krishna. So you're actually associating with Krishna each time that you're hearing the scriptures or reading from them. So I'm always giving some prayer, some desire for those that are listening. And one of them is that when one is reading from the scriptures or hearing it, that you can feel that you are in the association of the Lord, that it is the Lord's presence that you're feeling, and that is what you become attached to. Again, Canto 1, Chapter 2 is on divinity and divine services. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Srinvata Swakata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Radiantastohad Adbhadrani Vedunoti Surit Satam Srinvatam Swakatan Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Radiantastohe Abandrani Vedunoti Surit Satam Srinvatam Swakata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Ridiantastoha Abandrani Vedunoti Surit Satam Would anyone like to repeat these words? Srinvatam Swakata Krishnam Punya Shravana Kirtanam So word for word, Srinvatam, those who have developed the urge to hear the message of Swakata, his own words, Krishna, the personality of Godhead, Punya, virtues, Shravana, hearing, 
kirtana, chanting, ridiantastaha, within one's heart. Okay? Certainly. Abhadrani. Desire to enjoy matter. Vidunoti. Cleanses. Sarit. Benefactor. Satam. Of the truthful. And the translation here is Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who is the Paramatma, super soul, in everyone's heart, and benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee who has developed the urge to hear his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted. Purport. Messages of the personality of Godhead. Sri Krishna, anon different from him. Whenever, therefore, offenses, offenseless hearing and glorification of God are undertaken, it is to be understood that Lord Krishna is there in the form of transcendental sound, which is as powerful as the Lord personally. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in his Shikshastika, declares clearly that the holy name of the Lord has all the potencies of the Lord and that he has endowed his innumerable names with the same potency. There is no rigid fixture of time. And anyone can chant the holy name with attention and reverence at his convenience. The Lord is so kind to us that he can be present before us personally in the form of transcendental sound. But unfortunately, we have no taste for hearing and glorifying the Lord's name and activities. We have already discussed developing a taste for hearing and chanting the holy sound. It is done through the medium of service to the pure devotee of the Lord. The Lord is reciprocally respondent to his devotees. When he sees that a devotee is completely sincere in getting admittance to the transcendental service of the Lord and has thus become eager to hear about him, the Lord acts from within the devotee in such a way that the devotee may easily go back to him. The Lord is more anxious to take us back into his kingdom than we can desire. Most of us do not desire at all to go back to Godhead. Only a very few men want to go back to Godhead. 
But anyone who desires to go back to Godhead, Sri Krishna helps in all respects. One cannot enter into the kingdom of God unless one is perfectly cleansed, cleared of all sins. The material sins are products of our desires to lord it over material nature. It is very difficult to get rid of such desires. Women and wealth are very difficult problems for the devotee. Making progress on the path back to Godhead. Many stalwarts in the devotional line fell to these allurements and thus retreated from the path of liberation. But when one is helped by the Lord himself, the whole process becomes as easy as anything by the divine grace of the Lord. To become restless in the contact of women and wealth is not an astonishment because every living being is associated with such things from remote time, practically immemorial, and it takes time to recover from this foreign nature. But if one is engaged in hearing the glories of the Lord, gradually he realizes his real position. By the grace of God, such a devotee gets sufficient strength to defend himself from the state of disturbances and gradually of disturbing elements are eliminated from his mind. Hmm. Om Ganyana Timarandasya Gananjanan Shalakaya Chakshun Militam Yina Tashmai Shri Guruve Namaha Always it is very important when you're coming into the presence of the Lord and I guess we're always in the presence of the Lord in some way Paramatma Nahard but we know that Paramatma is a partial um, part of the Lord but Paramatma in the heart is the Lord when we come before the Lord in our altars in sound and in association sometimes if our minds are not clear it is difficult to hear and to accept. We even have the difficulty. Um, even when Srila Prabhupada came to the United States, from what I read, it was difficult for him more so for his health than anything else. But Srila Prabhupada was a very special soul. Very special soul. It was hard not to take to his words, to his understanding of the philosophy. And as time went on, people became very much attached to Srila Prabhupada. And as time goes on, depending on who's hearing the scriptures, 
we become attached to hearing it a certain way or from a certain individual. And we stand the chance of missing the nectar based on from whence it's coming. Now that says a lot. And I'm going to make a point, but the nice part about it is, in this day and age, now women are allowed to give classes. Um, It was not possible before. I especially like it today. I always like it every time I give it. But there is a section where it discusses that wealth and women or women and wealth can be a disturbance. But before we attach ourselves to those two, what we have to realize is that Srila Prabhupada's words ring true. We are not this body. However, we should also realize that whatever body we're in right now, we were probably in a completely different gender in the previous life. So before we get away with that, let's not be so attached to the fact that, oh, women are trouble, wealth is not good. We have to understand it from the concept that these are allurements. They're temptations. They're not bad. It depends on how one interacts with them. Now, there is an old saying that money's okay, but the love of money is a problem. And that with women, men should look at women as their mother or their sister. So the reason I focused in on that is because someone mentioned recently about a scripture and it was leaning in this direction. So I wanted to clear this up that Krishna is not saying that women are bad, um, that you should steer clear of them. You should monitor how you are attached to certain things, and especially wealth. But I've made my point, and as I said, um, we're going to wing it today on this scripture because I was all set for text seven uh, sixteen. Ah, so to get a foundation of what I will. Discuss Sri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who is the Paramatma, super soul in everyone's heart, and the benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment from the heart of devotees who have, who has developed the urge to hear his message which in themselves which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted and the point that's being made here is that no matter who it is that's sitting in front of you speaking of the scriptures if you are not eager to hear it it really doesn't matter who's sitting in front of you 
Some of us are very much taken with flashiness and some of the way that they're publicizing uh, religion in uh, certain media. And that's what some people like, but then are they really being given what they want? What's stated also here is that there are some people that, in essence, like the way they're living. They are not looking for Krishna, and they are quite happy, whether they understand the concept of happiness. They are quite happy with where they are. And what has always been known is that there will only be a few people, only a few There's no given number, but there are only a few that will take to Krishna consciousness. So you like to be in that minority of the few, and it is a minority. It is not very easy being a devotee. It is a very special position for Jiva to be in. And that means that he has come to the understanding that he has something to learn, that in order to learn it, he needs to surrender to take the knowledge from someone that's more expert than he is, and that in order to really facilitate the process of understanding Krishna conscious, he needs to serve someone. And as I've always said, that thing called service and surrendering has gotten such a bad name. But in the world of ISKCON and in the world of devotees, surrendering and taking to devotional service, serving, are meant in the most positive mode. It is not a position where someone takes advantage of you because you have come to Krishna consciousness and they're in a different position, so they understand the process of service and you serve them and they really dog it out. They they take advantage of it. That should never happen in this movement. It should never happen. Um... And to be honest with you, if you are aware of it happening, you should distance yourself from it and pray to Krishna to send you the right surrounding of devotees that know how to help, how to facilitate a devotee who wants to understand Krishna consciousness, who wants to serve, who wants to go Back to Godhead, but of course taking the bhakti yoga path, taking the devotional path. The reason that serving is so special is because it develops a relationship. And we are all, to some extent, in some relationship. The majority of us, quite a few of the devotees, are in a relationship with Krishna. And when you are continuously serving, you will understand the sweetness that comes with serving someone that you love. And Krishna is a perfect example. 
when you understand, as it's stated here, Krishna wants to serve us. He wants to give to us more. He wants us to come back home to be with him more than we could ever imagine. And when you fall under the shelter of someone who is loving you unconditionally, regardless of whether you're having a good day, regardless of whether you are serving properly, the very fact that you're trying to serve from the heart, this matters a lot to Krishna. And it should matter to a servant of the servant. Who are the servants of the servant? You can look at those that are volunteering to serve prasadam. Those are servants. Look at the pot washer. Those that are serving are those that are washing the pots. Some of the most devoted people that are ready to talk to you about Krishna consciousness and they want to share with you whatever it is they have in knowledge about Krishna have been some of those that are in the kitchen. I've come across them in Michigan. There was, there's a, there was one devotee that washed pots. He came and that's all he did. That's all he did. And if you looked at him with material eyes, you thought, my gosh, can he not do better than this? This devotee was actually serving from his heart. He took the comments that people would give. They would pile pots upon him. Would he get angry? Would it be an anxiety? No, he just put his head down and he, what he did was he washed more and he served Krishna more because he understood the concept of service. He understood that it was important for Krishna's pots to be clean and that was his responsibility. And if you went into the kitchen and talked to him, it was Krishna kata. It wasn't nonsense. Those that are serving, volunteering uh, to serve out prasadam, these are sincere devotees. The devotees that go out on um, Harinam, those that are book distributors, um, it's somewhat dangerous when I have a wide open space to discuss things because I go every way that's possible to make a point. But the point is, when you take to devotional service, it cleanses your heart. You will get the knowledge that is required you don't have to do, it's not necessary to do pujas to get certain boons from Krishna. Just the path of devotional service is what is key to the devotee. And what is especially important is that you hear, hear with your heart. We get distracted sometimes when we're looking. And I found that out yesterday. As a matter of fact, I find that out from time to time. It's amazing. You can be a devotee for so many years, and you can find out little things about yourself. And maybe it wasn't time before for you to discover these things. 
but I'm discovering them. If I'm focusing on the scripture, and if someone is speaking, if someone is moving about, uh, if someone's causing a disturbance, naturally, it distracts me. And then if I'm distracted, the least little thing will distract me. But what I am learning to do is when I'm reading, when I'm hearing, I'm focusing. And they tell you, you're told to focus on whatever form of Krishna that you find uh, desirable, loving, whichever one you're attached to. We have to find different ways to dovetail our attention so that we don't miss a point that's being given to us by someone that's reading from the scriptures. And if that means closing your eyes and just listening, then do do whatever's necessary. It is very difficult also when you start to chant for the chanting to be offenseless because the mind is like a wild horse. What is it? The Palomino, wild horse. It's all over the the range. We have to practice reining in our attention. Now, if I'm given the opportunity to read from the scriptures, I'm not going to tell you my mind does not wonder. What I will do, what you'll see me do, is I'm looking up at Krishna, um, at the uh, statues that are there, looking at Srila Prabhupada. I am focusing as sweet and nectarian as the scriptures are. I am trying very hard to focus. And the more that I'm focusing, the more that I'm feeling what it is that I'm discussing. Another point that is made here is that, and it doesn't say it, but this is what it really is. Krishna does not discriminate. Krishna does not have a favored devotee. How this works is that when you give to Krishna, Krishna reciprocates. So if it looks like one person in particular is getting a lot of favor from Krishna, look at that person again and see what they're doing. It's not that, oh, this movement just favors this person or that person. Look at what the individual is doing. Krishna has no favorites. Krishna reciprocates. Krishna will give you so much more than you could ever possibly give him. And if we could just come to that understanding that the simple steps of devotional service, bhakti yoga, listening to someone that's been in the movement maybe a day before you or a little bit longer than you, someone who has humility, someone that is flexible with the knowledge, because in one of the previous scriptures it mentions that it is necessary to give the scriptures according to the time and the place. 
So when Srila Prabhupada was preaching in the 60s and in the 70s, Srila Prabhupada had his own way of speaking to the devotees. Now, any one of you could be capable and are capable of getting up here and speaking about the scriptures, and you will give it in a much different way than I've just given it. But that is what's necessary. What is happening is that you never know who it is that's sitting in the audience that you're appealing to. And those that had the mindset of spirit souls in the 60s changed the 70s, 80s, 90s. We're in the 21st century now. So we have to adjust what we're saying. It doesn't mean that we take away from the scriptures, but it means that you stay current in what will attract an individual. Keep the foundation, always keep the foundations of the teachings and preachings of Srila Prabhupada. I will never tell you to stretch them and to make them mean something other than what they mean. But it can be said in a different way. How do you do it? With a sincere heart. There's another key in surrendering. You ask Krishna for the mercy. Help me to say something that will have an impact on anyone that's hearing what's being said. Even if it's one sentence. If you can get something from what is being read from the scriptures and you're totally focusing on it, then I would think that I have served my spiritual master to some degree. I would like to think that. And what I also keep in mind is that those that are listening, those that may be here present, and those that are listening uh, over the radio, I think we're still available on the radio They're not all devotees, but you have to be able to reach people that are not familiar with Krishna consciousness in such a way that it's not scary. So the point I'm getting to is that all of the things that we want, the repeated statement that's in the scriptures is devotional service is the path back to Godhead. It is important to surrender and serve. Krishna consciousness is a scientific process. Basic, really basic. Chanting, reading, Hearing, association, getting up early, washing, all of the basics. Don't get caught up in not being able to perform all of them perfectly. Not everyone can do it. But Krishna knows your heart. You don't have to prove anything to anyone else except Krishna. And like we mentioned yesterday, all you have to have is a very tiny amount of faith if you 
really are eager to hear about Krishna, and he will make the necessary arrangements. Always, when you are ready, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Same process in Krishna consciousness. But I will always tell you, it is very, very important. Out of all the knowledge that you attain, watch your association. Make sure you're associating with those that are like-minded. Anytime you are in the association of devotees that are not like-minded, get up. Remove yourself. Place yourself somewhere else. I was sitting, the reason I'm, I stress that is because I was sitting in a, I guess it was a conference or a retreat, and there was a guru there. And they were giving people opportunities to speak. And this is a highly elevated guru. And he was being very patient and polite. There were people that were not devotees that were getting up saying something. And one individual got up. And he was speaking Hindi, but you can tell, Krishna gives you knowledge. You can tell by the way he was saying things, it was not positive for Srila Prabhupada. I saw this guru, it was almost like someone had lit a fire under him. He jumped up and he walked out immediately. And I thought, oh, something's not right. If he got up, I should get up too. And I got up and I walked out. There was something that was not proper. And even I took the instructions of that guru. You do it too. Don't be so attached to someone that you're so close with that you can't say something or correct them if you feel that it is proper to do so. I've done that. Um, I don't do it often because... I try not to surround myself with people that have totally opposite aims in life than I do. But just know that your spiritual life and the knowledge that you are acquiring from the scripture is so priceless, you should never allow it to be contaminated. Sometimes we only get this one chance in this material body to get back to the Lord. And if you really understood how many bodies we must have gone through to get to this point, you wouldn't let anybody get in your way. And I think that may be what's happening to me because all of us have our own personal stories. But I've had various issues in my life, and at this point, there's nothing that could possibly And let me say this with the mercy of Guru and Srila Prabhupada and with their utmost blessings. There is nothing that can impede my devotion, my search for even more knowledge and increased knowledge and eagerness to hear about the Lord, to know more about the Lord. And if you are not speaking my language... I'm out of here. It's not that I segregate myself from certain people. You can't completely shut yourself off from the entire world, depending on what your responsibility is in life. But you should select who you associate with. 
that remains a key objective in remaining on the path, staying on the devotional path, back to Godhead. So let me bring this back around again to the main point of text 17 again. Shri Krishna, the personality of Godhead, who is the Paramatma, super soul, in everyone's heart, and the benefactor of the truthful devotee, cleanses desire for material enjoyment from the heart of the devotee, who has developed the urge to hear his messages, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard and chanted. And the last line is that any time you can repeat over and over again the Hare Krishna mantra, the same words over and over again and they never lose their luster or the desire to keep repeating it it would be wrong to say even a fool would not realize that but it would take a very unwise person not to take a second glance at the maha mantra and realize how important it is But, as has been said, you really have to be eager to hear it in order for the Lord to open it up for you, to open it up in your heart. If you're not favorable to it, it will, you'll miss it completely. It will go right past you. So, I'm going to end at this point and uh, open it up to those that have come so early in the morning following the practices of a true devotee, of a good devotee. And if you have any comments, um, anything that you want to share, please feel free to do so. Anyone? It's not, okay, we're going to get the mic to working. And as I said, I always like to re re-realize how rich the scriptures are, how rich they will always be for the eager mind that wants to learn. Because, as has been said in the past, every time you read the scriptures, you are going to pick up new information, and it is going to be nectarian information, when your eagerness becomes or comes to a point where it is an urgent desire to know about the Lord, then at that point, you want to know everything. You want to imbibe as much of the scripture as possible to the point where when you hear it, it's like, gosh, that was really sweet. And just a couple of words will carry you for the entire week. That's scripture. That's what you're supposed to be experiencing 
when you were hearing from the scriptures. Did I experience it initially when I was given the Bhagavad Gita? No. But the point is, I was surrounded by, well, Krishna arranged my surrounding so that I was surrounded by individuals that wanted to help me through a process. And they wanted me to know about Krishna, so they were kindly persistent. And with me, if you're persistent, but if you overdo it, I'll never hear it. You, it's no need, with Krishna consciousness, we don't need to force it down someone's throat. We don't need to beat them over to the head with it. It's already, it's already sweet. It's already pure. It's already nectarian. Just share it. Is the, is the mic working now? Thank you, sir. Uh, I heard it before, but I, I, we, I guess we, we're going to have to get another one. Maybe you can speak louder? Yeah, I can. Okay. That, that has never been a problem in my life. Yes, Prabhu. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, I want to raise a delicate question, but I want to do it with um, uh, all humility. You want to raise a delicate question, and you want to do it with all humility. I'm repeating this because I know that they'll hear me better than that mic. Well, I don't know how many are are listening, but hopefully millions, because you speak very nicely, to be honest. Um, So there's a... There's a challenge that we all have in any, regardless of the exact religious path that we take. Mm. And, uh, it has to do with exclusivity versus inclusivity. So exclusivity means, you know, whether someone's Christian, Jew, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, Hare Krishna, whatever, that we think our path is the only path. And in our hearts, Pretty much everyone is convinced it's the right path for them. Krishna mm-hmm. says everyone follows my path in all respects when speaking to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, right? So um, the challenge, one of the challenges that our movement faces is using the term uh, devotee, you know, separating a we and they. Because obviously anyone who is not specifically practicing Krishna consciousness is practicing something else. And the ego that goes along with us, that most people in this world carry, um, can feel separate, you know, rather than included. So, um, while association is absolutely key, as you explained it, I'm ju- I just want to ask, you know, we use the term so commonly that, um, you know, there are you know, uh, non-devotees, perhaps listening, persons who are not devotees, you know, separating. Yet, um, as we make progress, um, we are hopefully praying to see the soul in all living entities and seeing with equal vision. So, you know, I know it's an issue worldwide. I mean, I, I speak with different persons regularly about that and there's 
You know, there, inherently in a movement like ours, which is only 55 years, 54 years present in this country, you know, it's still a baby movement. Um, in other religions, it breaks out into different, uh, you know, more progressive, less progressive, more orthodox, less orthodox, whatever. But we have a movement where everyone is all together like that in the way they see things. So I wanted to just get your take with that in mind, whether ideally we should, you know, ultimately see people as, you know, we may in our hearts internally recognize it, you know, that some people are more devotional, but the word devotee means to someone who's devoted, and people are devoted to their faith to varying degrees. So you, you get what I'm saying? You know, it's the use of the terms. I, I just happen to be one of those who's really sensitive to it. I'm listening. It, uh, if, I, if I'm getting this correctly, it's the usage of the term devotee. In terms, uh, in in terms, terms of, of... In terms of separating those, some of us from those who are not devotees. First of all, well, two things. I'll just get to the point. Mm. One is um, that is it healthy for us and our identities and false egos to identify like that, that that we are in fact more elevated than others when we're also taught one of the major prayers that Lord Chaitanya taught Trinatapi Sunichana and so forth, you know, to to be that way and not speak um, in that manner. And then there is the idea of how people will receive it. So it's for our own internal uh, benefit, you know, is it good for us or is it bad for us to see others as, you know, um, just to judge, you know, rather than just respect and work on our own internal process. So, um, and help um, other people will receive it. They'll receive, they'll receive it that there's a we and they going on. There's devotees and non-devotees, karmis and devotees. Let me see if I have this correct. So it's pretty much the usage of the word devotee that separates us from others and it seems to elevate us above others? More the, the use More of the than, term non-devotee. Um, well, you know, I, it, in other words, I to see everyone as a soul. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, thank you. yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for the question. But when I first came in to Krishna consciousness, that term was used as a description of someone who had taken Diksha, but you have to, and Prabhu, what is your name? Yudhisthira. Hare Krishna Prabhu. And what we were, the understanding is pretty much every single person is a devotee in their heart. The term devotee, if we're using it here, we're using it not loosely, but it's with the understanding of one that is taken to Krishna consciousness. Now, granted, everyone is devoted to whatever their particular religion is, and we don't judge. We don't elevate ourselves among anyone else. We know who we are. We don't look down at anyone. That's not what Krishna consciousness is about. So the word devotee, if it's used, can be used to indicate 
especially if it's in the form of Krishna consciousness, someone that is taken to devotional service, someone that is a devotee by diksha. And if I said anything about a non-devotee, then forgive me because that can be misunderstood also if someone is in the community. When I say non-devotee, um, in this particular instance, I'm speaking of someone that may not have taken diksha, has not been initiated, but that does not minimize the individual because somewhere earlier in the process we were talking about Krishna and we have to understand that every single person Spirit, soul in this world has Krishna in the heart. So um, that word is not meant to minimize anyone. It's a description mainly of a devotee that is devoted in Krishna consciousness. So I'll, uh, and if I've said it, I, I apologize so that there's no misunderstanding to those that are in the neighborhood because I know this is picked up within, I think, a five-mile radius. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. It is not to minimize anyone that's not a devotee of Krishna consciousness. Yes, you are. We're all devoted to something. Even if it's not a particular form of religion, we're devoted to something. But when we're speaking in the spirit of God consciousness, we're talking about devotees that... hmm, This is a good one. Devotees that are God conscious. Devotees that have taken diksha. Now that's, that's pretty, that also brought up an understanding. You can also be a devotee of God consciousness. So actually it's gonna be a little challenging to remember to say that every time. But in when you're sitting here in the temple and you're in the form of the temple room and you're speaking, and mainly uh, most people that are listening are listening by Internet and they're in the community. And I always like to include those that are outside of the community that have probably not walked into the temple in sharing this information. So everyone is definitely a devotee in their heart. So if anyone has heard this and thought less of themselves, don't. That was never the intent. But um, devotee, devotional service. Um, devotee, God conscious. Now, someone else will come up here and give a different spin on it, but anything that's said in the presence of the Lord and in this position is never, ever meant to minimize anyone. But we will be truthful about certain factors. Um, But thank you for sharing that. Thank you for you to steer. Does anyone else have any comments? Any? Yes, Prabhu. Nita. I just like to Hare share Krishna. 
um, the, when you when you said select your association. Yes. Um, at one instance, um, Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj, Srila Gurudev, he would um, plan his association. He would actually like select several devotees and just plan to be with them and have ah, their association. And um, during the his last visit in Mayapur, mm-hmm. um, they started having kirtan in his room. And actually, um, he he asked my spiritual master, Giridhar Swami, to bring several devotees in, like Govinda Swami, mm-hmm. uh, Radhanath Maharaj, and um, Niranjan Swami, to yes. do kirtan in his room. He especially requested that to my spiritual master and make arrangements for that. Mm. And um, that was, yeah, like what you said, to select and have good association, I think that's very important. That's a good idea. Planning who you associate with. That's a really good one. (laughs) Goswami Raj, he scheduled his whole year around who he would associate with. Wow, how And invited, that? I mean, wherever he... Anyway, you don't know, but I was his secretary for, mm. he said, 17 years. So, yeah, very, so important. So important. So your points on association and the importance of association, no doubt, are essential. It is. So uh, that just backs it up. And Prabhuji, I love your Guru Maharaj. He was um, one of, like an older brother to me when I first moved here in the early 80s in serving Goswami Maharaj and taught me so much. So, so much. So nice to thank you. Very right, well. Well, thank you for sharing. But that, that's a, that's a, uh, not a so different train of thought that we should always be have an understanding of who our association is or who we want to associate with because what is that old saying you are what you eat you are who you associate with on a steady basis it's like whether you want to be or not if you're around a certain type of association, you're going to pick up those habits. And at this stage of Krishna consciousness, and you've been in for a while, you've no doubt gone through a lot to get to this point. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose that potency that you've developed. And you will develop some potency, but you will lose it if you choose minds that are not going in the same direction that you're going. Um, And that can open up another can of worms, too. (laughs) But but the point is, the main point is, that's wise to choose and to to plan your association. This is, uh, it, it takes a lot to come to the understanding of our purpose here, why we're here, on this planet and to understand it hopefully at a younger age instead of at older ages why we're here and to realize how to get out of here 
it takes a lot of understanding, a lot of planning to get to that point where I got it. You don't want to go backwards by choosing someone that's not going in that direction. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't be friends or contact with someone. There will always be people in the world that you will not exactly get perfectly aligned and along with. That's okay. You can say, how do you go and keep going? But the point is, it is important to protect our bhakti, to protect our consciousness. Because there's so many different directions that it can go now. Uh, there's so much available now that I don't recall it being available when I was growing up. But there's so much that they're making glamorous now and they're making acceptable. So we have to be very careful. But that's very good, good point. Thank you so much. Any other comments? Thank you for being here. It's always an honor to learn more about Krishna consciousness, and that is exactly what happens each time I come together. So we'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaurapamananda.